It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on into Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us on a Friday edition of the show. Hopefully, you guys all have a big weekend ahead. Hopefully, the weather clears up here along the Wasatch Front. I'm hoping to go out and golf. We'll see how everything shakes out. But a lot to get to on today's show. I promised yesterday we're going to catch up with Corbin Kafusi, talk about his preparations for the NFL. You'll hear that in the second segment of today's show. We're going to start off with some basketball news and notes, a potential graduate training transfer target for BYU came available last night as I reported on Twitter. We'll talk about that here in the first segment and then the final segment of the show is like we normally do. We'll catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports. BYU baseball picking up picking up a win last night. We'll also uh, catch up with all the other teams and give you the schedule of where you can find BYU in action this coming weekend. Alright, there you go. That's the layout of today's show. Let's get going. This is Locked on Cougars for April 12th, 2019. Thanks again for joining me. I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider, and proud to be part of this podcast. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, and it's a blast to bring this to you guys each and every day. As I reported last night, per my sources, Jake Toulson, the former BYU guard turned UVU star, the reigning WAC player of the year, is now going to be a graduate transfer. He's officially in the NCAA transfer portal. That doesn't mean that he can't uh, decide to return turn to UVU, but every indication is that he is pursuing another, other options, opportunities, etc. It's expected that BYU, Utah State, and Utah will all kind of toss their hat in the ring to bring in a guy who shot over 45% from three in conference play and leading the Wolverines to their second place finish in the WAC. A great player, a guy that you can very readily see why BYU brought him in when they recruited him. He was a commit in the 2013 class, if I'm not mistaken. Ultimately decided to leave BYU after a season. Has thrived at UVU. Now he's off to seek his next adventure. We'll see what happens with BYU's chances in this. It doesn't hurt that Mark Pope, who brought him from BYU to UVU and helped develop him, helped him thrive, is now back at BYU. If he wants to rejoin his former coach, he could do that. But it'll be very interesting. I'm not going to say he's going to stay in state per se because I could see his home. He's from Arizona. I could see both Arizona and Arizona State having interest in him. I could see a lot of the Pac-12 having interest in a guy like this. Uh, This is... much the uh, storyline that I know that fans like to complain about is the the mid-major, the G5 school star who gets the call-up to the big leagues, to the P5. Well, so Jake Toulson's got the opportunity to, opportunity to do. He's going to be pursued by multiple programs. He's going to have to decide what is best for his professional future, where he feels like he can thrive. But I don't think it can hurt BYU's chances to bring him back to Provo, having his head coach become the new head coach at BYU and Mark Pope. 
I'm not anticipating it's a done deal by any stretch. I'm not anticipating it'll be done anytime soon because he has options to look for the next little bit and really decide what he wants to do. He also has the option, I would suppose, if he wants to turn pro. I doubt that considering when he entered his name into the NCAA transfer portal, but we'll see how it all shakes out and we'll be tracking it for you here on the podcast like we normally do. We wanted to keep you guys updated on everything going on in BYU sports and that's our goal each and every day. Um, one other note before we go and as a football note, we'll touch on it here before we get to our interview with Corbin Kafusi on the other side, is that my report yesterday also on Twitter is that uh, BYU kicker slash punter Brett Matthews, who was a walk-on, uh, has entered his name into the NCAA transfer portal. Uh, he very much was out of the mix in terms of the guys contending at both the kicking and punting positions. I believe he was a junior or a senior walk-on, so he's got a, doesn't have that much eligibility left, so maybe he's looking to drop a level and play right away. Who knows? But his name is officially in the NCAA transfer portal. Um, like I said, there's a chance that BYU could lose some other specialists this offseason. We'll track it for you, but it's very interesting to see what happens at a specialist position. We're going to continue on with our post-spring analysis of the position groups for BYU football next week. I know this week kind of got sidetracked with the news of Mark Pope taking over the BYU basketball coaching position, but we tracked the big news and we'll fill in the gaps with other stuff. So we'll get back to our position group reviews coming out of spring ball, looking ahead to the 2019 season next week. But Brett Matthews, BYU punter, is off to seek greener pastures. But similar to Jake Toulson, there's no guarantee that he couldn't return to BYU the NCAA transfer portal rules just as a reminder for you guys any player can enter their name in the NCAA transfer portal that's that is the rule is the, the school you tell them you're entering the transfer portal your name has to be on that portal within two business days that is the rule but on the flip side a program if you are a scholarship athlete so in the case of Brett Matthews this doesn't apply but in the case of Jake Toulson it would UVU can pull his scholarship his financial aid at the end of the upcoming semester there's no obligation for the school to continue um, paying for an athlete and I know paying is a bad term there but they don't have to keep them on scholarship past the current term or semester that athlete is in school when they enter the name into that portal a guy like Toulson UVU will make sure he's taken care of because he's a good player but there there is that risk that every athlete runs when you decide I'm putting my name in the portal so it's kind of a it's a it's a double-edged sword so you have to be careful with that all right we'll take a time out here I had a very long conversation with Corbin Kafusi. don't want to take too much time and be able to have to cut that off so we'll get to Corbin Kafusi next a reminder for you guys before we do that though if you are looking for a new podcatcher check out the brand new Himalaya podcast app it's a fantastic new podcatcher all kinds of new technology new developments always coming out on their interface they have an app they also can do it online so check that out if you're looking for a new podcatcher check us out on the Himalaya podcast app we're also available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify and essentially every other podcast are out there. Please consider subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. It really does help us get the word out about the podcast. And I thank you guys who have already done it. We've seen a real uptick in people making those ratings and reviews. So I really appreciate you guys taking the four to five minutes, even if, if, if it even takes that, to give us that rating and review. All right, more in a moment. This is Locked on Cougars. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, 
or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Welcome back to the Locked On Cougars podcast. This is your daily source for all things BYU news, and I'm pleased to welcome in a good friend of mine, a guy who just recently finished his BYU career. Seemingly went forever, but that's what happens when you go on a mission and you switch sports in the middle of it. Corbin Kafusi, former BYU defensive end as well as BYU basketball big man. Corbin, how are you? I'm doing great. How you doing? Doing all right. So, Corbin, uh, let's take let's take you back a little bit here. Of course, uh, we heard the news and people had talked about it in the lead up to the Utah game at the end of last season. Uh, there was reports out there that you were done for the year. You had been injured. You were going to undergo surgery, and you're ending your year prematurely. And then later in the week, reports emerged that no, Corbin's actually back practicing. He's going to be out there. He's going to play. What went into that decision? Um, I think the biggest thing was kind of the the risks that were there you know it was okay if this can get a lot worse then let's definitely not play but since it couldn't get worse it's like now it just depends on if I can perform so that's kind of the things we have to take into consideration all right and after the season I think it came out you had three different injuries that you had surgery on is that correct yep can you specify what they were or would you rather not? I don't, I don't want to put oh, you in no, that no, place. Oh, no, no, yeah, they're not. They're no secret. Um, I had my ankle as supposed to repair, so they went in. And they had a, Nothing was broken, thank goodness, but they had to put in a, a screw and what they call a tightrope. And then I had my tricep done. That was only partially torn, so that was nice. You know, not, not a full, complete roll-up. And then my pinky finger, I split the tendon on there as well, so... Just had to go and get that put back together. Okay, and how long were you dealing with each one of these injuries throughout the year? Did they all come at the same time, or were they things that um, kind of piled up? It was definitely a pile up. So I actually did my finger in the first game, and one of those things where, like, you don't think your pinky finger affects you until you hurt it, and it's like, holy cow, like, I got to wear this dumb brace this whole season. But that was the first game. The tricep was literally the, the middle of the season, and then I did the ankle against like the third play of new mass okay wow so you you battled through that season with multiple injuries then uh you know it, i was just glad that i was able to keep going you know the, the the strength and the training staff got me to the point where i could keep going so that was nice okay so you said that tightrope on your on your ankle is that the same surgery that tua tonga vailoa underwent yeah, exactly. So that's how I kind of decided to go. Like, oh, if you saw what Tua had, he has two in his leg, and I have one. And so it's kind of a, it's a neat little surgery that they can put together. Makes it really nice. Well, yeah, and I, I so when that when the news broke of that, I remember seeing the video of it. I think it was College Game Day did that, and I saw the video of that. I'm like, that might be the smartest procedure in terms of like surgical stuff that I've seen in quite some time. And I felt like actually it's going to become a thing that's going to be much more common. Do you kind of agree with that? Oh, absolutely. You know, the way that it works, like, it's it's kind of, I don't know, it's just it's a lot easier, but it's way more effective at the same time. And do you think it'll become more of a preventative thing? Because if it, if it holds up like that, it's supposed to prevent it from happening again, theoretically, correct? Yeah, yeah, I think it definitely could become a preventative 
surgery that people have. All right, Corbin, uh, let's talk now. Of course, you, you, you've since moved on from BYU. You've begun your preparations. You've recovered from surgery. You've become, begun those preparations for your future. You have aspirations to go to the NFL, follow your dad and your brother's footsteps. What's it been like, this process of getting yourself back to full health first off, but also talking with NFL teams and the like? You know, I think the biggest thing, like you said, coming back is – been a process for sure um it's it's hard enough to rehab one injury but then like going through the rehab for all my separate injuries has been definitely taking its time but i'm glad you know that i graduated and whatnot so i don't have to worry too much about school so literally all my efforts have been in that and that's what made it a little bit quicker i think for my recovery when when you talk to NFL teams, I know they all kind of understand, hey, you, you can hand them that medical file and say, hey, this is why I haven't necessarily been doing all of these drills, etc. Do they uh, kind of give you feedback based more on your film from BYU, or do they kind of look at it more of a, from, a, I guess, a potential standpoint? Um, it's a little bit of both. I've, I've had people talk to me about my film and kind of how I was during the season, but then they also talk about potential and a lot of them. I've been surprised that, you know, they do ask about the injury, but for a lot of them, it's not as much concern as I would expect, you know, because, you know, sometimes they hear about injuries and they just completely shut you off, but they're like, oh, tell me about your injury. I think it's just the fact that none of these injuries I've had have kept me out very long, and the recovery has only been a couple of months, and so that's been promising. And now, I, I, you're a six foot nine defensive end. Do they ever bring up the height? Uh, they ne- they never really do. And in fact, they're, they're usually like if I meet them in person, they're kind of shocked. They're like, "Oh, you wow, you really are big." Like, <laughs> so they think I you're think they think you're lying they, about that height number. By the way, I, I don't know. I think maybe they hear stuff, or maybe they they've had too many guys that say they're this tall, but they're not as tall. But then when they see me, they're like, "Whoa, like he's really big." Okay, level with me. If you're in just standing there in socks, I know that they make you do it in bare feet. How tall are you actually? Oh, that I, okay. Always depends on the measure, to be honest. Okay. Because when I got measured on pro day, I was shorter than I usually am, which was better for me. <laughs> but I usually, when I measure at the one that's in like the BYU football facility that they have on the wall, like. I'm usually six nine and a half. Okay, so you could really, if, if, if you wanted to say, you could say you're six ten. I suppose, right? That's true, and that's what the basketball team had to do. But now I am always like, oh, I'm around six nine. I don't blame you one bit. Um, so. <laughs> Now, of course, we're running up here on the NFL draft. Um, what do you have aspirations to hear your name called? Have you talked to your agent and said, "Hey, maybe I'm gonna have to look more of the undrafted free agent route"? What are the conversations about that in particular been like? Um, it's it's kind of been a little bit of everything, you know. And the draft, it's funny because no matter who you talk to or who you work out with, it's all still a shot in the dark. Like, I remember with Bronson. Literally, when he got drafted to the Ravens, they were the only like team that hadn't talked to him or met with him or anything. And so, like whether I get drafted or not, it's just kind of a shot in the dark. And it'd be nice to hear my name. But at the same time, there's definitely some perks to like going as a free agent instead of going in a later round. And so, I'm just I'm just excited to try and get a shot at it. 
Have your dad and brother given you tips on what to expect once you get there? Oh yeah, definitely. They they they're kind of the ones that's walked me through this weird limbo process, you know. And so I I'm excited to get going because they've told me so much about it. I feel a little bit more prepared for it. What I guess is there anything in particular that Bronson? I know he's gone through it more recently. He's currently signed with the New York Jets. He's jumped around to multiple teams. What have kind of his been his key points on telling you, hey, this is what the NFL's like? I think you know one one thing he always brings up is in college. You know, everyone everyone's definitely hard in college, but it's so easy to if you're one of the better players on your team to go. 100% like for three plays and then maybe take a play at 70% or like you said once you get into the NFL like you're doing 110% every single play and you're getting as many plays as you can because like whether you're a rookie or a vet you know the amount of reps you have varies and so whenever you're in you have to go just as hard as you can and so that's probably one of the things that stuck with me the most that you told me now, I guess if I were to ask you to describe your game, what would you describe it as? Uh, say that one more time. If you were, like, so if you were to describe what kind of player you are, the style of game you play, are you a power guy? Are you a finesse guy? How would you classify your your game personally? Ooh, I would. I, the thing that comes straight to my mind is like high motor, high energy. You know, instead of because that's just kind of what. Um, my family likes to think we're the, we're the dudes that you know we, we definitely have some mess we have some power but more than anything like just we don't stop going that's a hey, NFL teams will love to hear that um, I wanted to ask you about your so you have you have one other brother at BYU right now and I remember talking yeah. to you this past fall maybe even during uh, fall camp you told me you believe that Devin could be better than both you and Bronson why do you think that Devin is unique in the fact that he's a mixture of both of us. You know, Bronson and I, we're brothers, but we're also definitely different body types, different playing styles in some ways. And Devin is kind of the best of both worlds. And so, and the good thing is he's got some time on his side. You know, I, I had my little stint with basketball and whatnot, but Devin is just straight football and he's focused in. And so I'm excited to see his development. I, well, I think BYU fans as a whole are, are hoping that if you can get a combo of Bronson and Corbin Kafusi, they're going to be very excited about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped for them. All right. Um, so this coming season, what are kind of your expectations for BYU? I know you're, you're a proud alum. You want to see success for this program. What are your expectations for this program going forward? I think – I think this will be a big year to take some big steps forward. You know, last year we did, we did take some steps forward, but we just need to keep climbing the ladder. And so this year, with the, especially with these first four games, it's going to be huge to come out and set the tone early. You know, come out and just set the tone with Utah and then just keep rolling from there. That'll be, I think they are capable of it, and it'll be huge for the team for the rest of the year. Okay, I want one more football question. We'll get to some fun here. How much would it mean for BYU to end the streak against Utah? Oh, that's, man, I'd probably, I'd probably cry a lot. You know? <laughs> it, it would be amazing, not only for the current players, but for now that I'm an alumni and like just knowing some of the former players are just huge. 
All right. Okay. I, I promised you some fun here. So we're going to start off with your family. Of course, you, you had a pretty high profile family. Your father was a longtime assistant coach with the BYU football program. Your mother is now the mayor of Provo City. And, I, and I, I, I'll, I'll admit right now, I have been watching Keeping Up with the Kafusis. What went oh, no. into what, yeah, I know I have, and I've quite enjoyed it. What went into <laughs> the creation of that? I think the biggest thing was, you know, we thought, man, we make, we do so much stupid stuff, and it's kind of our own way of doing just family videos, you know, at home, just videos. And so when we put it out there, it was we never really intended it to be for the public, but it's like, oh, we might as well just put it out there. So we forget sometimes that, oh, like people watch us and all the dumb things we do, but hopefully they get a kick out of it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. I have really enjoyed it. Now, my my wife, who you know, you guys were student-athletes at yeah. BYU together, she was the one that kind of uh, turned me on to it, and I've really enjoyed it. And I, I, I think it's absolutely brilliant. So bravo to you and your family for even coming up with the idea and saying, yeah, let's go ahead and do this. Thank you. I'll pass it on. All right. Uh, and then, Corbin, one more thing here. Of course, reports out there that Mark Pope is going to be the head coach at BYU. You played basketball at BYU. Um what do you know about Coach Pope? What do you expect from him? And what you, I guess kind of the same thing with what I just asked you about BYU football. What are your expectations for the basketball program going forward? Well, it's kind of funny. Like, Coach Pope is the reason I played basketball. Okay. So he was an assistant at BYU, and he's the one that basically called me up and said, you need to come play basketball. And so I love that man. Like, he is one of, if not the greatest coach I've ever had. And so I am so excited for him. And in fact, I'm going to see if I can go visit him today because I just got to go see that guy. He's one of those dudes that just is incredible. You know, kind of one of those people that you, you'll remember the rest of your life. And mm-hmm. so expectations for him at BYU, I have serious expectations because I just know what kind of guy he is. So do you think that he can get off to a hot start? Do you think the pieces are in place for BYU to really start building as soon as he uh, gets going with this program? Oh, absolutely. I think, you know, the great thing about Coach Pope is he can make something out of anything. You know, whether people think we have the pieces or not, he's going to be able to take the guys that are there now and make them into something more than they ever thought they could be. So I'm just so excited for him and for the basketball programs. All right, and then the last thing here, um, who is the better, I guess, I don't know how to ask this correctly, who is um, the true Aquaman in the Kafusi family? <laughs> Ooh, okay. Um, you know, Nelson has the longer hair, so I'll, I'll give him that, but when it comes down to, like, literally... I'm I'm the water guy in the family. Like when we were in California a couple I was training in California a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Bronson was training with me at the same facility and I was the only one that would go into the water. Like he had his life to be on the beach and then I was in the water for hours. So that's kind of my deal. Okay. <laughs> I'll that. Okay, I like it. Well Corbin, I really do appreciate appreciate you taking the time. We're hoping to hear your name called here when the NFL draft comes up here shortly and we'll be tracking you going forward, all right? Hey, thanks so much, Doug. Appreciate it. There you have it. Corbin Kafusi, and thank him for taking the time. It was a blast to catch up with him. Corbin, I wish him nothing but the best of luck with whatever he ends up doing. 
I believe that any team that really picks picks him up is going to have a guy on their hands who's motivated to show what he can do. He had those three surgeries you heard him say that have really slowed him in terms of his ability to work out uh, for coaches and NFL scouts, etc. But I'm hopeful that he'll be able to show what he can do. You heard him talk about Bronson and the fact that Bronson Kafusi it seemed like the Ravens were the one team that didn't talk to him, but then they ended up drafting him. I know that Bronson's now with the New York Jets, but I'm excited for Corbin Kafusi's future. I'm going to have him on the show regularly. He's a he's become a dear friend of mine, a really good dude, and we'll have him on the podcast. We'll have him probably th- we'll try tracking throughout his um, rookie year. Probably won't be able to have him all the time while he's trying to make a team and pursue his NFL dreams. But we will make sure to keep you updated on how he does, as well as guys like Sione Takitaki, Braden Elbakri, etc. Whoever gets that opportunity in the pros, we'll be tracking it for you. All right, we'll take a time out here. Come back on the other side catch up on everything that happened in BYU sports overnight and also look ahead to the weekend ahead in BYU sports a lot to get to next right here on Locked on Cougars before we do that a reminder for you to check out the brand new Locked on MLB channel your favorite Major League Baseball team has updates in 15 minutes or less each day for you so that way you can keep updated on everything going on with your baseball team or if you want more of an overall look at Major League Baseball check out the Locked on MLB show both fantastic options and brand new additions to the Locked On Podcast Network, so check them out. More in a moment. This is Locked On Cougars. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Welcome back. This is the Locked on Cougars podcast. Thanks again for joining us on a Friday edition of the show. Recapping everything else in BYU sports. We'll start off with BYU baseball. Senior Casey Jacobson had five RBIs and a career-high two home runs. Led BYU to a 13-7 win over Pepperdine Thursday night at Larry H. Miller Field. So congratulations to Mike Littlewood's team on bouncing back after a kind of rough week last week. Good way to start off your weekend by beating Pepperdine. They'll be back in action against the Waves tonight at 6 o'clock Mountain Time. You can catch the action on BYU TV Digital and also on BYU Radio. BYU Baseball, I'm telling you guys, their pitching has faltered a little bit of late, but hopefully it can hold strong and they continue to hit like they have. They hit really well last night, and here's hoping that it picks up for them. And... I guess the nice part I like about BYU baseball is they have no quit. Uh, Pepperdine jumped out to a 4-0 lead in the first inning last night, but BYU didn't fret. They bounced right back, and they won the game. So they'll be back in action tonight, and they'll finish it off with the series finale tomorrow at 1 o'clock at Miller Field. You can get tickets at BYUtickets.com, or you can watch them, like I said, on BYU TV Digital, or listen to them on BYU Radio. Um, some awards were handed out yesterday in MPSF play for men's volleyball. BYU men's volleyball had four players receive honors. Davide Gardini earned Freshman of the Year accolades. He's been a stalwart star player for BYU all year long. Sophomore opposite hitter Gabby Garcia Fernandez was named to the All-MPSF first team for the second consecutive year. Um, he was Gardini was named to the All-MPSF second team and All-Freshman squad. 
sophomore middle blocker Felipe de Brito Ferreira received honorable mention recognition for his play and setter Brody Ernest joined Gardini on the all-freshman team. So congratulations to all four players. BYU begins MPSF tournament play tomorrow night against Stanford at 7 o'clock Pacific time. That's 8 o'clock Mountain time in Palo Alto. Hopefully BYU can bounce back from a disappointing end of the year and pick up a win on the road. That'd be big for them. Running down the other teams in action this weekend, men's and women's track and field are in Logan, Utah, San Diego, California, or Salt Lake City, Utah. Different tournaments and different meets all weekend long. You can track those on the BYU Cougars website. Men's and women's tennis face off against Loyola Marymount. The men's team is in Los Angeles to take on LMU. That's at 1 o'clock Mountain Time today. And then the women's team takes on LMU at home at the outdoor tennis courts here in Provo. Well, with the weather, it could be moved into the indoor courts. That's at 12 o'clock Mountain Time. There will be a live stream link on the BYU Cougars website. Men's golf is in action this weekend at the ASU Thunderbird Invitational in Phoenix, Arizona. Best of luck to Bruce Brockbank and his team. Hopefully they can have a better showing than they had last time. He's mentioned a lot the inconsistency of the men's golf team this spring. Hopefully they can finish up strong here as they get ready for the WCC Championships. BYU Women's Softball is finally back home. They have home games for the first time this season as they take on Pacific and WCC play. They have a doubleheader scheduled for tonight against the Tigers. First game at 5 o'clock will be televised on BYU TV. Second game also scheduled to be televised on BYU TV. You can get tickets at BYUtickets.com or you can go to the BYU Cougars website and get the links there. I mentioned baseball has the two games against Pepperdine tonight and tomorrow, so check that out. It should be a fun night. You can catch two games for the price of one, essentially by going out to Miller Fields tonight, Gail Miller and Larry H. Miller Field tonight. Uh, women's soccer is in action tomorrow. They're hosting the BYU tournament. They'll take on Colorado tomorrow at 6 o'clock Mountain Time, followed by a game against, against Dixie State. Both of those scheduled to be played at South Field. You can get tickets at BYUtickets.com. Pretty familiar refrain. It's a very much a home-heavy weekend for BYU. And then one final note for you, like I mentioned earlier, is that BYU men uh, volleyball. The game will be actually televised with a live stream at MPSF TV. You can get the link on BYUcougars.com. So best of luck to the BYU men's volleyball team as they take on number 8 Stanford tomorrow night. So there you go. That's the rundown of the schedule for this weekend. Enjoy it. Have a lot of fun. We'll catch you on Monday. Thanks again for joining us on this edition of Locked on Cougars. Catch you next week. Have a great weekend. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.